and welcome to In The Game, Qatar's first sports podcast. Again, it's Thursday. I'm telling you now, it's Thursday evening. It's, what time is it, Stathis? It's um, 20 to 7. And we're here doing a podcast for Qatar Sports Tech. And we've got come together in Stathis all the way from Greece. So welcome to the show, Stathis. It's brilliant to have you on. Well, Steve, thank you very much for having me in the game. It's our pleasure to give us the opportunity to speak about, like, uh, come together. Oh, please. And, and I'm so, I'm, I'm really kind of intrigued to see how you develop this. But I'm not going to go into details now. Please tell us about your, your application. Tell us what you do and where, where you're making a difference in sport. All right. Well, I'm going to take a step uh, back and uh, describe how the whole story started and how they came, the idea came up. So we were young and uh, it was around, I think, 2009, 2010. And uh, for two consecutive years, uh, me, myself and Lazarus, who is the CEO, we were trying to get uh, some tickets for Tomorrowland. It's like an event, a big event, music event in Netherlands. But uh, the thing is, we neglected the part of the ticket scalpers and the tickets, ticket boats. And what those, uh, those people do with uh, the sophisticated method, like the ticket boats, is to buy the tickets the moment they go on sale. So we were uh, in front of our computers for two years trying to buy a ticket the moment they went in the primary market. And no tickets, apparently. And after a few minutes, they were available in the secondary market in really high prices. And as you can imagine, we were just student. We had like almost no money, so we couldn't afford paying like uh, those uh, those really high prices. So after years, uh, we we discovered uh, blockchain technology, and we, when we realized that uh, we can leverage this technology to tackle this exact problem that I described, we came all together. So me and Lazarus, like I said, and the, we are four co-founders and Nikos and Stavros. So all of us, we had like a uh, love for music events. Some of those are like fanatic football uh, uh, watchers and lovers. And uh, yes, that's how we came up all to, together. So and this is the problem that Come Together deals uh, with. So you came together in, two, it's 2010, did you say, that you came together because you saw a problem in the marketplace. And now we're 11 years later, what have you done? Well, wait, let me specify that we had those traumatized, I would say, experiences in 2010. But then throughout the years, the, the idea came up uh, and we bridged it with the technology around 2017. So Lazarus put all of us together and all of us with the love that we had, like for the either music events, football events, and the, at the same time, the technology as well. Right. And, and what exactly do you, so how does it work? Because I've, I've, everybody's probably heard of blockchain, but when they hear about blockchain, they run in a different direction, the opposite direction because of the lack of understanding with it. How does people embrace this? What and exactly how does it work with your 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 kind of your application? It's not an application. It's an it's you take care of all the ticketing process, right? Exactly. So we track the whole ticket life cycle on the blockchain, and basically we give the opportunity to the event organizers to set some rules, uh, some business role, some business logic that it is embedded inside the ticket. So every time that the ticket, for example, is being resold. The event organizer might have requested 
a commission in every sale. So it is a new stream for, for, of revenue uh, for them, the artists or the event organizers. And also the event organizer has the opportunity to put some ceiling prices in the secondary market. So in every sale, he can say, for example, you know, you bought it for 100, you can sell it up to 200 because I want to protect the football fans, not to pay like extremely high prices. So we give the opportunity, we are technology providers. We provide our solutions as a white label solutions. In the, in the beginning, and and it sounds absolutely perfect. So you're, you're helping it in every, because I know the, 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 the kind of the touts, the ticket, the ticket touts, are making an absolute fortune with this and it's ruined it for other people the young the young enthusiasts to kind of get to go and see their whether it's an artist whether it's a football whether it's any type of sport um it's ruining it. so you've got the security in, embedded in it you've what else does it do what else other things will, will it will, will, are you taking advantage of exactly so by tracking uh, the ticket actually the ticket as it is today uh, this is the problem, the static QR code, because it can be copied. So we introduce a new form of ticket, a digital ticket, which, which is represented with a dynamic QR code, which is changing every few seconds, every 10 seconds. So it is impossible for every sale to take place outside of the blockchain, and it's impossible to skip the organizer rules. So every sale needs to be enforced with those rules. There is sale ceiling price that I explained before, or the commission that the event organizer might request. Plus, because we always track the ticket and we know who actually has the ticket, even if it exchanges hands, this is very helpful for uh, targeted marketing. And it's very helpful for the football teams. And I'm, I'm, gonna take, I'm gonna take you in a direction now and everybody's gonna say, why are you jumping to that so quickly? Because there's a there's a purpose and I, I, I wanna try and, is it, this is this is must have been the worst year for it's the worst year for so many so many people. Um, did you what did you do when you hit this 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 kind of this brick wall where all of the the um, the venues had to stop because of the the they had to well everybody just it it was a lockdown no events outside no events in stadiums you you must have thought all your your nightmares had come at once. Well, this is a very good point, and I assume like uh, a lot of people throughout the globe had the issues when the pandemic uh, hit. And uh, so what we have, uh, we try to do as a team is that we try to find solutions and uh, survive and bring back the live events again. So we were massively hit by COVID and the ticketing industry and the live event industry, the football matches, they all shut down. And we came up with an idea the health passports application where you can store antibody vaccination or rapid test status. And this can be used as a health access control outside of the football teams, outside of uh, any venue. So the purpose of putting the two applications together, the ticketing and the health passport, is to bring back the live event safely. I, I think that that's absolutely incredible. And that's why I, I brought the COVID period up because I knew that that was something that you've 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 tapped into and it's going to be so beneficial because th there's so many people out there that, that are kind of their lives are not complete because they haven't got any live events anymore right yes and there is a lot of parts uh, that are being damaged you can start with all those venues that have massively been damaged 
the event organizers, the artists, and especially the fans, which is part of their life entertainment and is like refreshing their batteries. So have you have you have you launched this as such? Have you launched it? I know that you you've you're you're already taking money. What type of events are you working on at the moment? Right. So the ticketing application, it uh, launched in October 2018 and we conducted 14 live events until uh, the strict lockdowns came up. But uh, then, like I explained to you, we came up with the health passports, which is uh, currently uh, being used here in Greece by a health service provider to issue tests. And uh, we have some talks here in uh, Greece because we started an initiative. It's called Mazi.live. Mazi in Greek means together. So we have onboarded the biggest event organizers, uh, some of the most famous uh, hip hop uh, uh, artists and health service providers, and we are in talks with the government. And what we're trying to do is to pilot an event with like uh, 300 to 400 people. We have got like a lot of progress on that, and uh, hopefully we might be able to conduct it at the beginning of June. Using That's our technologies and uh, reassuring to the people like they are safe and uh, proving to the government that we can bring them back by using some uh, technological solutions. So the whole point is to prove that the technology can contribute into dealing with the COVID. With, with, your, people together. with your sales team, how do you how do you approach this? Because it is a lot of technology that you're using. Um, do, they, do, do, do they understand it or do, do they embrace it? Or is it something that you've got to continually um, explain? Well, uh, most of the times you need to focus on the value proposition and you can skip the technology part because the technology is being used for a specific reason, to bring some value to the people, the football fans, the people that want to go to a live event. So we try to focus on the value proposition, but definitely it's difficult because in order for such a solution to be adopted easily by a government, you need to go through a lot of discussions. But uh, if you insist and... Uh, you don't really give up and you're patient, you can always make it at the end. And that's what we have been doing for more than one year now. And eventually we can see like there is light in, in the tunnel. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm so glad that I brought those subjects up because it's, it's not easy. And, and as you said, you just got to keep on pushing forward. Just keep on pushing forward. Keep on believing. Uh, that, that, that's brilliant. You, you said at the beginning that, that um, Lazarus, did you say? Exactly. He brought everybody together. How did he convince you all? Well, uh, the technology contributed a lot into that because we were uh, most of us like uh, blockchain uh, lovers <laughs> because we saw the potential of this technology. So we, uh, he, he bundled it with the idea and we loved the concept. So it was easy like uh, to get started all together and uh, never give up throughout these three years, which has been like in many parts difficult because in the beginning, uh, it was hard to find even focus on the market fit, on what product you want to build because we were trying like to solve too many pro problems at the same time. And then we focused like in one, which is the ticketing one, but we, we, we had like to, 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 ha to have like more experience and we took it like by getting out there speaking with event organizers and with the market. So we saw what the market needs. So we, we adjusted uh, and to put our focus over there. So, and, and this is, this is, I'm asking some personal stuff now. Was, did he pick you or did he bring you together because you all had 
skill sets in certain in this technology or was it because you were at first you were just friends all right uh, me and lazarus we are friends like uh, since primary school so no. we are right <laughs> we are from the same uh, we can call it village <laughs> it's around six thousand people close to Thessaloniki in the north side of greece and uh, nikos the other co-founder uh, is from uh, Skidra, this village, and then other guys like nearby here. And uh, yes, so I used to know him like uh, since we were children. And with the other guys, did they did they have the the certain skill sets that they were into blockchain and? But they must exactly. have all had their they must have all had their jobs. That was well. At that time, we they were just finishing their university degree in Polytechnic oh. School. Uh, two of the guys, the younger co-founders, Lazarus had uh, some experience in uh, robotics, and he he quit like uh, to go full time in this uh, concept. And me myself, you might be surprised to say to hear, but uh, I started by being a primary teacher, and then I made the shift into the computer science. And by finishing the moment that I finished the master's degree in the UK in Bristol, I joined the team. It was like the the, the beginning. You're you're kidding me. So you went all the way to Bristol to do your education. This I is my, there for four years. This is my hometown. You know that, right? Did you pick up on my accent? A little bit. Yeah, Australian accent. <laughs> I live in I I live in Easton, which is right next to St Paul's. Do you know? Yeah, I, I used to live in St Paul. <laughs> I'm a Bristol City supporter, but that's enough of me for now. But Bristol's a beautiful place, right? Fantastic. Yes, yes. Suspension Bridge is beautiful as well. One of my family, my family friends, and he is a friend, um, and he's doing magnificent things there. He's the um, he's the mayor. Marvin, Marvin Reese, he's the mayor of Bristol at the moment, which I'm very proud of. Anyway, let's get back. With the with with the sales side of things, your salesperson, do you know who the salesperson is? Who's the salesperson in your, your team? Well, that's another very good question. I forgot to conclude before that all of us we were product guys, engineers. So we were lacking the sales expertise in the business development. So recently, me, I switched my capacity from uh, being the head of product into being uh, doing business development. And here I would like to mention that uh, Qatar uh, QST has massively contributed and helped us. They brought us into contact with uh, all the mentors and is supporting us actively onto that. We have done like some progress lately, but uh, we were focusing on the product because we were like uh, product people and engineers, like I said. Was that, and I'm going to go on to how you, you've got on with the sales job, but how did that, did you just, you were all focusing on the product and then all of a sudden um, you had to realize that you needed to go out there and you had to raise finances, you had to do sales. That must have been a, a big shift. Well, the thing is that inside the small startup, we are four co-founders and another four people that work full-time and a couple of others part-time. The truth is that you need to constantly rotate in many positions because the, you need to cover some like parts where you are lacking capacity. So you need to be familiar and be there and get acquired with this knowledge and just do it. And you need I'm to so do it well. So you need to put a lot of effort, but at the end you get a lot of experience and you prove, you prove even to yourself, to the rest of the team that you can do it. So I would I would like to give the message that never give up and be happy to get outside of the comfort zone. 
Oh, it's that's such a, help. You've given us so many points there in the sense that the rotation of the, of your team, if you've got a small team, just get them rotating, do a, understand, appreciate the other person's role. Because one of the questions I was going to say is how does the operations guy, uh, I think it's Stavros, how does he get on with your sales guy? Are you fighting all the time between each other or is it kind of, is it because, because, you know, the sales guy's going to go out and try and sell it and you, the, the operations guys go, no, no, come on, come on, please don't say that. Well, uh, the truth is that we are getting uh, on very well. So he's actually even supporting me now because I need to get the experience and like uh, be like uh, to create the strategy on what we're going to follow. So he has been very supportive. And uh, if we had to split uh, the parts of the company, it would be three parts. First one is the product. Nikos is working on that. The product part is like uh, excellent. We have excellent progress over there. And now we are taking on on the uh, sales part, the business development, I would call it. And also Lazarus is working on the fundraising. So we have split like uh, the tasks now and we have like, like more, we are like more uh, focused. How, how, how difficult was it at the beginning to raise funding? How did people struggle in this area or was it just that you had somebody that was experienced in this field? Well, uh, we didn't have any experience on fundraising. Uh, we have got like uh, uh, some fundings from angel investors. So the good thing is that our friends and family saw the vision and they supported us the past uh, few years. And then uh, we, we continue with some other European uh, funding related to blockchain, apparently, that helped us a lot. And apparently the, the QST, it was like the highlight because it brought a lot of uh, expertise as an accelerator. I'm 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 kind of I'm going to go into QST in in shortly, but it 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 kind of I love I love having a great team around you. If you've got a t great team around you, whether where you're all pulling together, it's just magnificent. You you just can't go wrong. Whatever you're going to work on, you're going to come together and build something really special. But and it sounds like you've got the perfect perfect example. And the things that you're saying today on the podcast is going to help so many different people. Um, and, and as well as being a great product, by the way, um, I think it's, it's got so many advantages. Um, let's go on to you right now, because you're with me. How difficult was it to become a salesperson? Was it easy or did you have to learn? What, what, was, it, what was it like, your first pitch? <laughs> All right. So I used to be pitching the, the solution before. And I can uh, be fluent with the English part, so it was uh, kind of smooth. The hard part, I would say, is like uh, to close a deal <laughs> because it has, to, it, it has to do throughout a lot of iterations. And uh, the truth is that I still, because I just jumped into that, I need to prove to myself that I, I can do it. So I'm going to like put all the effort that I need to prove it. And I find it uh, challenging, but at the same time, beautiful. Really. That smile of yours, it's like, and, and remember this, because I was in door-to-door -door for many, many years. And, and the, the individual boys, when you go, we done door-to-door, -door, knocking on doors, simple. 100 doors a day, you get 10 sales. It was a numbers game. So that's what we done. And we were always told that they weren't buying the product, they were buying you as the individual. 
And, and that's what you've got to keep on believing and just seeing even just on Zoom and sometimes it's much better to speak with somebody in person, but I could already feel that that energy that you're giving and your smile and that type of stuff. You've just got to, all you've got to do is get good at your your pitch. And, and you know something with the clothes, the clothes is important, but you said it at the very beginning, if they can see the value, then it's going to be an easy close. Exactly. That, that's very good points. And actually, it doesn't have to do about uh, selling. And uh, it, it might not even sound so well. The thing is that you and they don't might, might not even be interested into your products if you try to promote your product. What has more value and is more successful in all of that for me is to, to get closer to them, understand their needs and try to solve, to adjust your products and make them see how you can solve their problems with your solutions. And, and that's the only tip that I would give to you is whenever I go into a client, I'm already empathizing and looking around and taking everything in and then doing my research so that I'm going in there understanding where I can provide them value, where I can provide them a solution. So if you've got all of those, it's just a matter of empathizing with the problems that they've faced in the past and they're probably still continually facing. So all you've got to do is give them a solution to those problems that you already know. And, and that sounds simple, but that's exactly how it is, right? Exactly. And I can give you an example uh, that I have. I was speaking with an event organizer, a big one from Brazil, and uh, he was uh, he was not really interested into the sales, the resale part, even though they had like massive amounts of resales. And then I brought into his attention, like you can protect the funds you can even like get an extra stream of revenue. And he was like, we don't really care about this extra stream of revenue. And then, uh, for example, I communicated to him that he could even take that and for charity purposes. So there is always like a, a turnaround that can like contribute into a, to the society. Yeah. So you need to, to even brought up the problem to them and have an impact, a social impact as well. Of course. And that's that's all it does sometimes. All you And, and I, I keep on saying, empathy it's understanding the problems that they're facing because they're just humans they and they've all got problems because other, if they didn't have any problems you wouldn't be sitting in front of them that's for sure so you just have to make sure that you can find that 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 problem you can you can you can put yourself into that that person's position and then you just give them what they're looking for the the hardest pitch the one of the things and we're talking about different things now but the hardest thing for me is when somebody doesn't give you anything they don't say nothing to you they're very quiet they don't say anything on the going in there and then you go what am i going to do to try and win this client over well uh you need to be persistent and keep uh, keep going and follow a strategy that you have like in place from the beginning yeah. which is going to help so as long as you are aligned with your strategy and not really lost in emotions or like throughout the road down the road you need to have like a clear thinking and yeah. everything at the end is going to come out successfully yeah the team is so important and, and I'm, I'm going to touch on this now it sounds like you've got such a close-knit team it sounds absolutely fantastic and i can't wait to meet you all um the one thing i i, I want you to take me to the the time who done the pitch for qst did you do the pitch or who done well, the pitch? La lazarus did it lazarus did it so he must have been really nervous beforehand what was it like? What was it like when you found that you you were one of the top ten in QST? How did the team react? 
Well, uh, before that, to, I, I would like to talk a little bit about the preparation. So I think uh, Lazar spent uh, a lot of hours to, to do the pitch uh, properly. And he was like uh, really passionate with that. And he put a lot of effort because he wanted that to be perfect. And at the end, he managed to do it. And then on the other side, uh, the rest of the team was working on the promo video that we had to do. So the whole team, as you can see, it doesn't have to do if it's sales or not. We have to put all of our, of our skills and uh, create content, whatever the content it needs to be every time. Uh, this is powerful within within a team. It's, it's it's brilliant. And and what was the joy like when you it was it was let out that you you'd got one of the places. Well, uh, we were like uh, over all over the place. I think like some of the people even screaming because it was an excellent, uh, a great opportunity for us. And personally, myself, I haven't even been outside Europe yet, and I would love to be to Qatar. Hopefully, things are gonna get get uh, get better and uh, meet you. I think that things are going to get much, much better. And and let's talk about um, Qatar Sports Tech now. They're 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 a fantastic organization. I think they do wonderful, wonderful things. And meeting people like yourself, it only makes me feel even better for them because they're they're special. What has it done for you so far in all of your team so far? How have you enjoyed the the the, um, the cohort? How have you enjoyed the accelerator program? Well, they have brought, uh, I would say, gold to us in terms of experience because they brought uh, very experienced people in many fields, in sales, in growth hack, in marketing, and uh, the in-house team is great as well. Uh, also, we got to see, uh, we have a lot of mentors as well, which have like a lot of experience. They are like uh, successful people throughout the world. And they have also networking. So, and they are very eager to, to help us with uh, everything. And they keep us on track. And I think it's very great because uh, they are strict, which is excellent. And yeah. uh, they, they, they are coordinating us uh, very well. Something needed in a, in a startup. This is the, the truth. Because and you need to put a lot of effort over there. And once you do it, you're on the right path and they're helping us to be on the right path. 100%. The wealth of experience, knowledge uh, is incredible, incredible. And, and again, I'm, it's, it's great talking to you and you're, you're one of them because you're going to gain so much from it. Where do you see the next year? What, what targets have you got set? I know that we've still got the COVID, but we've got to get prepared. We've got to get ready. How, how is things with you? What are you looking at in the near future? Right. So we are doing uh, business development in uh, Europe and we are expanding in Qatar as well. And uh, considering that we have the health passport solution, it is indeed possible to bring the live events back. So we are trying to promote uh, this solution because it has to bring a value to all the stakeholders that I mentioned before. So we are focusing on the health passport application and uh, not limited to Europe, like I said, we recently uh, hired a business developer in Germany, promoting the solution in football uh, clubs. But we definitely want to be more present in Qatar and uh, find a partner over there. And it, it sounds it sounds phenomenal. It's it's going to be a massive opportunity when you're you're pitching in front of um, 
the Supreme Committee and Legacy Committee, when you're pitching in front of them that your whole world could be turned upside down and you've got one of the biggest opportunities in your lifetime. Right, yes. And uh, the highlight, apparently, uh, it might be a little bit optimistic, but we are chasing to see the best we can do in order to maybe be more related to the Mundial of 2022. I, th I think you've got a massive chance. If this, if this, if you do yourself justice here, you're going to have a massive chance of being playing a role in this 2022. It's only a small competition, but <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be a special one. Um, what's your for any startup that's out there now? We've got so much information from you, really. The team coming together, kind of swapping the positions over so that they all understand what roles and how to play them. Um, what other tips have you got for us right now for any other startup? What was the one thing that you, think, you can think back in your, your time that you look up and say, that's just, just make sure you take this into account? Well, I would say just to do it, really. Uh, the experience, it does uh, worth the hassle. And like I said before, you need, in order to get started, it needs to be something that you indeed love. Make your work like a hobby, like, and then you feel like you never work, right? Because yeah. you are you are contributing into something that you really love, and you want to have this impact. So if you have the target over there, the journey is easier. And actually, it is not only about the target; you have to love the journey itself. Otherwise, it doesn't really make sense in the first place for me. Can you see yourself, could, right now, with everything that you've gone through and what stage you're at now, can you see yourself doing anything else in the future? Well, uh, right now, I would say no, because we are too focused on that and we really want that uh, to succeed. We put all of our efforts because we believe in the product. And uh, yes. I, I, and, and I've got to say, at this stage, I've got to say, I told you that the time was going to go very, very quickly. Um, you've been an absolutely wonderful guest. Please give my, my congratulations to all your team and come together. I think you've got something special. I, I think that blockchain is, is the future. And, it, and with you being able to do all of these things with it, it's going to be huge for the, when we're all coming out of this COVID period and we're going back into these live events. Congratulations. Well done for keep going. Well done for pushing through. Well done for finding solutions because we, we needed to, we need to do those to get back into it. So congratulations. And thank you very much for coming to share that with us on the, on, on the podcast today. Well, Steve, thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to share with my experiences and the part, part of the solution with uh, your audience. And uh, we are very eager to meet you once uh, we finally managed to be there. You'll, you'll meet me for sure. And if it's not here, I am definitely coming to Greece. Don't you worry okay. about that. You're more than welcome. Thank you so much. And that's what I love about the Greeks, okay? You're more than welcome. Come and be part of my family. They are such... It's, I can't wait to... I, I miss you. I miss Greece so much. It's untrue. I miss Cyprus so much. But anyway, everybody, thanks for listening. I hope you've gained so much from this interview because you, you have to listen to it back again because there was quite a lot of information that you just got to listen to because they've been through it, they've gone through all the hard times and now they're reaping the rewards. So everybody, thanks for listening. Until next week, bye for now. Everyone, thank you for listening. 
please send us your feedback on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. And don't forget to review us on your favourite podcast app.